0: 7654321.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I'm Bill with W. Parmonteer Photography.
1: I'm Justin with Justin Kerr Design.
2: And I'm Alicia with The Spark Social.
0: And together we make up the the Marketing Marketing Essentials Essentials team.
2: team.
0: Welcome. Yeah, so today... We need to
1: learn how to do that in harmony. Uh
0: I'm not singing. No, you can't make me sing. No? Okay. Are you thinking like a uh, barbershop quartet kind of thing? Like a
1: three-part harmony, you know.
0: Hello, hello. Yeah, exactly.
2: Count me out. Um. (laughs) Alicia's
0: like, I'm done. So anyway, before we get too far off onto this rabbit hole... uh, what are we here to talk topic, about? Engagement on social media. All right. So or, or I should say increasing engagement on social media, right?
2: Right. It's kind of the goal of social media engagement to just to define engagement. What is it on social media? And essentially, it's a like, a comment, a share, a click. Basically, it's the point of posting because if nobody's engaging with your content, why post it?
0: So, basically another fancy word for interaction.
2: Yes, exactly. And uh the social media channels tend to use the word engagement quite frequently, so you'll have like engagement rates and level of engagement. Um, that's it's kind of the technical term that social media channels throw out there. So, what is engagement, and then why does it matter? Obviously, you want all the likes, but it's not just for your ego. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well,
0: speak for yourself. I I like when people like my stuff. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> because you can pay for likes and you can pay for page posts, people to like your page posts or your Instagram posts and people do do that. And you can pay for followers. So more than just, you know, feeding your ego to have all these likes, but the goal to have great engagement is so that your page is getting ranked. your well, but by particular post, we'll take it on a post by post level here, so that your post is reaching more people. So if Facebook or LinkedIn or Pinterest for that matter, really any of the social media channels at this point have a algorithm at play based mm-hmm. off of artificial intelligence and a little bit of like computer learning that's going on in the background.
0: A little bit of voodoo somewhere. Yeah, some there. magic,
2: <laughs> you know, throwing a couple spells. That's and, Google for you. <laughs> and it's saying that... And Facebook. Yeah. Sorry, and Facebook, sorry. <laughs> it's saying that if people are engaging with this post, it must be good stuff. Let's put it in front of more people. Thus leading to more engagement.
0: So you talked a minute ago about, you know, people try to fake it by getting likes, you know, paying for likes and whatnot. I gotta assume at some point Facebook or whatever social media you're talking about catches on to that.
2: Absolutely. They're gonna so see what can that, happen
0: there? they're sorry. gonna
2: see that these engagement rates are low. They're gonna see that your followers were bought and they liked a post one time and then they fell the off the face of the earth. Yeah, they never really engaged, they never shared a post again, they never commented on a post again. It was all fake. So when you have true engagement rates, you'll have people engaging again and again on your post, on your page, coming back for more, sharing your post frequently. Not to
0: blame what what is what is the outcome for somebody that, that Facebook does catch doing something like that?
2: So as far as I know, Facebook can ban your page or shut it down, but basically what's going to happen is your reach is going to diminish to virtually nothing, and the organic reach is so low as it is. Yeah, so. that's,
0: that's one of the big complaints people have had with Facebook lately is mm-hmm. organic reach is almost impossible to get any decent reach nowadays. And especially with uh, Zuckerberg uh, lately mentioning that they're trying to make it more personal and more mm-hmm. community-based, that makes it even tougher as a business to try to get yourself noticed out there. So the last thing you want to do is get yourself knocked further down on the algorithm because you're doing something stupid.
2: Right, right. It's already hard. It's uphill battle on Facebook. I think engagement, though, across any social media platform is it's a very important thing to keep in mind. So whether it's Facebook, which is hard organically, or LinkedIn, on your personal LinkedIn, or even your Twitter or or Pinterest at this point, you want people to engage with your content. Um, so really just keeping in mind, I guess, engagement matters, or else what's the point of social?
0: Sure. Okay, so now is yeah. the next question. Obviously, okay, you, you've made it very clear that engagement is important. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to start getting engagement?
2: There's multiple number of ways, and I just want to start out and say that we do see some posts on Facebook do really well still. So don't give up on organic content completely. It shouldn't be your only social media marketing strategy. If you're relying just on organic Facebook reach, uh, you're going to have a really <coughs> uphill battle to fight very slow, slow-moving uh, marketing strategy there but that doesn't mean you should just be like, well, I'm never going to pay attention to anything I post organically again. It doesn't matter. You can do well. Yeah, so you should do this personally and on your business profile. It should be it should be I think if you're posting, well, if you're posting on your LinkedIn professionally, you should you should be trying to get more engagement, mm-hmm. not just your business page. So, some of the things we see from the pages we man- we manage is post contests on a business page, those get great engagement if you can keep it fun and light. Play by the rules, but do some creative. Like, so
0: we, what do you mean by contest? I'm sorry. I'm just gonna like yeah. a giveaway, or are you talking?
2: So we did one a few weeks back um, on National Post Your Pet Day of posting a picture of your pet, and I think we spent like twenty dollars and reached tens of thousands of people within a few weeks of setting that contest live. And what that meant for the page was face. We again, it was like twenty five dollars that we spent, but we reached thousands and thousands of people because. Facebook kept saying, well, people like this. People like this. Let's show it to more people. And then they would share the post with their friends. And so that led to just kind of like a, a spitballing in, or what am I Snowball, saying? Snowballing. Snowballing, yeah. not spitballing. I knew what you meant. <laughs> I'm sitting here rolling my hands, yes. like, But it kept like the the force behind the post kept getting bigger and bigger because people would share. Facebook's algorithm would pick up on it. And there is still, you know, we have examples of some of our clients who have gone viral, so I can share examples of that too. But with the contest aspect, it was fun. It was simple. People shared it. It meant extra extra exposure for the page. They were not related to the pet industry. However, we found that it is a broad audience that they target because of the type of business they're in. And most people love animals and most people have pets and they they have a million pictures on their phone of their pet. So posting a picture of your pet was like really easy for them to do. And it just, it led to that engagement and goodwill with the client's brand, not, they weren't selling anything to do with pets, but they were building goodwill with the local community.
0: anytime you can include pets or babies with it, you're all set. Yeah, (laughs)
2: basically. Pretty
0: much guaranteed some sort of engagement.
2: But we're actually, we're running another contest for them right now and not all contests work. I'll just put that right out there. We did one for Mother's Day. It was like a huge flop. Like nobody really engaged with that post. So we're like, okay, well, no, no harm, no foul or whatever. Um... Did I mess that cliche up? No, you right? Okay, okay. So, <laughs> no harm, no foul. We didn't really spend much money on it. We just launched a new contest, and we used some pictures. This is another thing I see with Facebook engagement: use like actual pictures of your team. It's Facebook. Guess what people like to see can't, can't on stock Facebook? Photos. Yeah. No people.
0: <sighs> people. <laughs> I love I love saying that to Justin because anytime I, he knows how I feel about stock photos, and every time I say that, to you, he goes, oh, "Really, Bill? Again?" Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, you killed that horse, like. Weeks ago, I, But I still enjoy killing it. So it's fine. It's okay, you know?
0: It's sort of like me saying, How about fiber? Mm. <laughs> anyway. <Yeah.
2: laughs> Our Canva. Oh, I like Canva.
0: <laughs> I like stock photos on certain occasions.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Anyway, I, I like Twitter. Pull it back. No. Do <laughs> you Twitter. like Twitter? Not does anybody
0: still? I'm sorry. Side. side Twitter does, is for does the anybody the use Twitter Kardashians
2: anymore? and Trump right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what, is, what I feel like Twitter is. I mean, really? Anybody, that's,
1: that's it, huh? Does anybody actually pay attention to
2: Twitter anymore?
0: Out there. I, I never really got on board with it, so I'm not going to speak. I, yeah. I,
1: I've heard from professional social media marketers that Twitter works well for large corporations or really high-profile celebrities, of which I'm neither, so no, I don't bother with Twitter.
2: It's yeah, so I mean, fast-moving. I've, I've
0: had a Twitter account forever, but... I go on, I go in spurts, I'll go on for a couple of days and yeah. then I won't go on for months. So. It's like
2: the, to get, to bring it back to engagement on Twitter, it's really hard because the posts are so fast moving Versus, and the algorithm's a little different. I mean, once something does pick up though on Twitter, you can go viral, Yeah. but it's so fast and you know, you have to produce so much content to get a chance to even, you know, have somebody pick up on it. So you have to move really fast and typically the ones that go viral are based off of something we like to call newsjacking, So it'll be something like timely and relevant.
0: Oh, so basically something big that's happened, they'll hop on that, so to speak. Yeah. Is that what, is that what I'm understanding?
2: Yeah, so it's like usually politically fueled or something funny about something that happened, and those so, things tend to go viral pretty fast. Okay,
0: so let's take Twitter out of the equation for a minute here. I, I would assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, that engagement on each platform is a little bit different like your engagement the way you would get engagement on Facebook is very different than the way you would probably get engagement on say LinkedIn
2: yeah I think LinkedIn and Facebook are a little similar but LinkedIn gives you more like I don't know they're similar I would say like likes Shares.
0: But I mean, as far as trying to get the engagement, how you would go about getting the engagement. Definitely,
1: it's, yeah, it's different. I
0: mean, yeah, because you're, you're I, I see LinkedIn as more of a business to business type of platform. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: the types of content Yeah, you that's start? what I mean. The content, oh, how, yeah. how,
0: I'm sorry, maybe I miss, misspoke, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? As far as the content you use to get engagement, is going to be different based on. Correct. As, as far as the way the people platform
1: are share your information, they'll like the same, it. Yeah, same, yeah. They'll way. share it, they'll I comment
2: think I misunderstood
0: on it. So that's yeah. that's yeah. similar to Facebook. No, yeah, no, my question was more how you go about getting engagement oh, is different. Yeah. Yeah, the con, on, content on strategy is different
1: there.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't do so, for example, I wouldn't do contests on LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. But I would do open-ended questions like, you know, what is the biggest challenge you're facing in your like business growth? Poll like yeah, polls work on Facebook because they actually have a poll option. So you can post that as a business and we'll do fun stuff with that, like for a new business who's like launching a new, maybe like, you know, pick which ad you think we should go with in our next print campaign or Hey, we're choosing a new menu for the summer. Should we call it this or that? Whatever it may be. Gotcha. So but on LinkedIn, you know, you can do a poll but keep it more professional, obviously. Yeah. Or yeah. but open ended questions in general. But hit hit on that target. You know, our audience don't just make it an sure. open-ended question sure. for yeah.
0: You purposes. think about who your audience is. Are, mm-hmm. you, are you talking to a person that's going to purchase from you a, a service of, or a product, mm-hmm. or are you trying to sell to another business? What do you? What do you? Or not? Or even just get engaged with another business. Yeah. It's Two different ways you're going to look at that. Yeah. I
1: guess. Now you, you talked about engagement. You talked a little bit about content strategy. How do you? Um, what do you feel about like political content? Is that just?
2: Mostly too, just stay away
1: from yeah, it. Too that. Too flammable?
2: Yeah, I'd say mostly just stay away from that. That and religion,
0: right? Isn't that the two things you don't well, talk about?
1: I, I put something up today that was not I, on Facebook. That wasn't primarily political. Yeah. It was about branding, yeah. but it had to do with politics. You that know, was the funny. branding well, of that. politics. Yeah. And I kind of put it up there because I wanted people's take on, like, well, what do you think of this branding because you know, there's some political candidates that are really sort of breaking the mold as far. Did as you get some
0: blowback from it?
1: A little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't put oh, it up I there. I think I pushed which
0: somebody you're talking about. The one that kind of had the the, the flag colors type things. Almost? Yeah, it like was flag? it was
1: some of the yeah. some of the candidates for the upcoming presidential election have really mm-hmm. sort of gone outside of the box as, as far, far as, the as their branding. Cold, red, white, and blue colors versus right. Yeah, yeah, and gotcha, they've I used they've, they've used some some secondary and some mm-hmm. desaturated colors, and I thought it was interesting from that point of view, but some people you know took it as an opportunity you know to make political comments and it's like that's not what i intended so that's why i was asking alicia about that kind of content because yes i wanted engagement but i wanted engagement on the side of branding not, not the, the yeah. politics yeah. that's the problem when
0: you get with something that's charged like that be whether careful, be, yeah. whether it's a religiously charged politically charged yeah. people don't can't always see the forest for the trees they're so caught up in like what who, they believe, something
2: political. I must what what they believe
0: yeah. and why they believe <laughs> yeah. it, and why they have to convince others and that they they miss the whole point.
1: I mean, that kind of engagement is, is not necessarily the going, one you were asking
2: for. No, yeah. not the one. Yeah, and so, I would say it's
1: generally not what you would want to try to grow your business.
2: No, we actually had a client who shared something that was kind of funny, but there was a picture associated with the joke. So if you just told the joke, you'd be like, oh, haha, that's funny. Then they threw in someone, a political figure. I won't say who because I don't want to go down that path. Right. But they they threw in a political, a, a picture was in the background and it was a political person who was running for a campaign. And it immediately changed the whole meaning of the post. So why the okay. client was just trying to be like, haha, this is cute and funny, it became political really fast. Luckily, Blew we caught, co- so the client didn't know that this was a political person in the post. Oh. They didn't recognize the person. Oh, oh. They just posted it. And we caught it within like forty five minutes, and we're like, we're taking this down. No questions asked. You, this is not in your strategy. This will like turn off. Like this could like ruin your business right now. Well, I mean, yeah, good uh, point. That,
0: that brings up a great question. Now, obviously, the engagement numbers were way up for that for that type of post.
2: It could have been. Could've we been. shut it down. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> up, up until
0: that point, the engagement numbers were climbing. And I, this is something as a business owner myself, I'm very careful about, and. Do you, no, do you yeah. normally tell your clients, look, stay away from any of that stuff because you're alienating at least half of your possible client base yeah, when you not start not making a bi- comment about something, you know?
2: It's not on your business page unless you're unless you're a politically aligned business. So if you are like a gun manufacturer, you are like Yeah, Yeah,
0: people are going to assume you're in the conservative end of things, yeah, I guess. Or you're.
2: something, you know, then that case, you know, there's no way around it. You are political by nature. But if you're like a hair salon or a restaurant- Stay away from it. <laughs> like-
0: like they would just plague. gonna yeah. have yeah, like one neutral,
2: half of the country eat at your restaurant. Like that's not the way it works, you know, because we're divided politically.
0: Yeah, so. it's it's an unfortunate part of things, but it's the truth, you know. Yeah. You're right. Stay away from it if you ha- if you absolutely can. Stay away from it. Stay away from it. Yeah, you know, if you I don't agree. Have to or you can't be connected. To that so, so those
2: so, are the engagement types you don't want. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> the, kind of that one real quick sideways, <laughs> yeah. but that's okay.
2: Right. Um, right, but I would say though, you know, thinking about your audience is probably the biggest. Way to increase engagement. What is gonna resonate with them, and some examples. So, I have a certain like, uh, like not a mentor, but a someone within my Facebook and marketing social media industry who posts things, and she's just so really, just. She's conversational in the way she posts things, and she posts about the problems she's having within her business in order to draw you in to what's happening and start that conversation. And she hits the nail on the head. You know, it's two a.m. Are you up working on client stuff? You know, you started this business to free yourself from, you know, the corporate world, but now it's already you find, pulling me. Yeah, in. <laughs> right now you find yourself like doing way more work than you thought this was going to be, or you find yourself stuck at a certain point within your agency, scaling has become a problem. And so she's hitting these certain pain points and it's like, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, I am. That's me. You know? So that's one way to resonate with your audience is speak to their pain points. Now on the flip side, you may not be that type of business where, you know, you could be more broad based. You don't have that specific niche, but you can all, you can still resonate with your audience. So we have a Boston-based business, and their consumer base is really into sports. So we post, like, Boston humor. We sure. post things to do Baseball, with... Baseball,
0: football. Yeah, and,
2: hating uh, on the Yankees, and everybody loves stuff like that, you <laughs> know? so <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute.
0: Why, why wouldn't people <laughs> like that? I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'm not understanding this. So, Everybody hates the Yankees, right? Yeah
2: of course if <laughs> you, know, you live up this way. It's one thing I've,
1: so. I've never really understood. Now, you have I've, to grow up in Rhode Island sorry. Yeah. Well, I can, I can understand you know, team uh, rivals, you know sports rivals, right So if you're here and near Boston you're a Red Sox fan, that makes sense. If you're down in New York, you're a Yankees fan, right. Yeah. But the one thing I've never understood is you know the bumper stickers that I've seen that say Yankees suck. Right, mm-hmm. they don't suck. Twenty-eight world championships. They don't suck. Now you may not like them. Somebody shut up his mic, quick. <laughs> but, uh, like, that's, it's just it's it's an illogical statement. No, it, it's not. Hey, it, what it's, happened to my mic?
0: You're out. No I'm kidding. No, and I'm gonna. Hey, maybe we'll get some more engagement here on our on our <laughs> podcast there. I'm going to defend the Red Sox here because I'm a Red Sox fan. So yeah. yeah. No. Well, um, I'm not
1: a Yankees fan. i well, no, you just the logic of it. And
0: you know, you've lived in this area long enough to know yeah. that people have very deep-rooted feelings about certain things. Yep. The Yankees-Red Sox rivalry goes
1: way back. To Babe Ruth, right? To Babe Ruth. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're talking over 100-plus years of animosity towards the Yankees. Okay. So when they say the Yankees suck, it's not they suck because they can't play. It's they suck because they're the team we love to hate.
2: Makes okay. perfect sense now. I, no, I mean
0: <laughs> seriously. it's, it's I'm just
1: saying, you know if you're going to have a rivalry, at least use logic. Okay, all
0: right. So, show me one lo- logical rivalry.
1: Well, I guess yeah. When it comes to sports rivals, there is no logic. logic, logic. Kind of goes out the window. Logic
0: goes out the window. We hate them because we hate them because yeah, right. they they beat our team at some point in time. That's pretty <laughs> much it. That's the easiest way to. Play. We should
1: probably get back to. I'm sorry, on
0: social media. You brought me so in.
2: We just became Barstool in our podcast. And you know,
0: <laughs> he got he got more engagement out of me. Does that count?
2: Yeah, is my mic still off? <laughs> Nobody like, can hear
0: Justin now, but we'll, we'll let him talk.
2: So sports do really well, especially in this area. But hey, maybe if your business was like somewhere else, sports. Maybe wouldn't work like in England. Well, well, I don't know. A good, a good example of that <laughs> is that is a lot of places
0: in this country, <laughs> people are into college football.
2: Yeah, yeah. Until
0: you get to New England, mm, <laughs> and then it's just like people just don't.
2: Yeah. So, so you, you have to know your audience and exactly. That's live. what I was
0: getting to. You really need to right. think about your, your, you know, if you're down south, you're probably going to want to talk about college and maybe even high school football. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't whereas, even think
2: my college had a football team. They whereas up here. People aren't as interested.
0: They right. want to see the, the big major league team. Yeah. Right.
1: It's a good point though. Know your audience. Yes. So, so get,
2: it, yeah, it can be regional, but it can go beyond that. And it can be based off of, you know, are they at a certain stage in their life? Are they preparing for something? So know your audience. And be you can pull on the heartstrings. So we have a business that caters to an older demographic, and the baby boomers mm-hmm. are the ones who are... And I, I'm not saying baby boomers are the older demographic, but older, like elderly people in nursing sure. homes are a big target demographic for them. Absolutely. Well, guess who is taking care of those people? It's the baby boomers who are caring for their parents.
0: So they're going to target the baby boomers as opposed to the...
2: Yes, and this or- is a food-related business... And they posted something about how the elderly can feel forgotten. Mm-hmm. That post was done in November. It is still getting comments, likes, and engagement. It's in the millions on Facebook and shares. And con- I can do a screenshot. But it just goes back to the point that when you understand your audience and you're not just talking about yourself, but you're posting things that they can relate to, it's going to pull them into the conversation on your social media profiles. So that's how you go viral. So
0: so while there's a lot of luck involved in being viral, it's also a lot of planning.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's knowing your audience. You never
0: know what's going to hit. Exactly. You, mm-hmm. you know, Anybody that tells you, hey, I'm going to get you viral tomorrow, is probably <laughs> no, lying right. to you. Yeah. They're
2: paying people to, to like the post yeah, and share it. Right. That's the same not token, truly viral. But
0: if you've truly looked at your target audience... You have a better chance of being viral.
2: Mm -hmm. And you know, social media is free. So there's two ways to do this. You can map out, you know, your customer. I think you should always have like some type of customer persona or understanding of your database offline that should apply to all your marketing. But social media is free to post. So go ahead and try different style types. You know, don't go in and say, I'm only gonna post in this voice. I'm only gonna post in this tone. I'm only gonna post this type of content. Like try different things. Be a little bit off the wall at times. I mean, and then if it works. Great. If it doesn't, I didn't really like I mean move
0: on to the next thing. Yeah. Right, You
2: can always delete it if things go bad. So I guess. trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And that, that brings me to the next thing is, you know, have that voice and and don't look at social media like it's your website or a brochure and you have to like type out a paragraph of nobody's gonna read it. Speak <laughs> on social media like you're talking to someone in person and have that passion and authenticity in a conversational tone and be yourself
1: see this is where i think i fall short because i text in complete sentences with punctuation so <laughs> i have difficulty i think sometimes in on social media and speaking in that natural voice you know speaking conversationally mm-hmm. i feel like it's got to you know it's got to read well Mm-hmm. and uh, well, I think I, you make a good point that it's like, no, it's not like a blog post. It's not like an article. Mm-hmm. It's conversational. I mm-hmm. think it's
0: much like what we do here, what we're doing right now. Right, is A lot of people have commented about the podcast, the fact that we are more conversational. Mm-hmm. We're not sitting there trying to give you 300 bullet points as to the best way to... Yeah, we're your not just
1: reading it. off a script. So
0: people understand that and like that because it's it's a calmer tone. It's a, You don't feel like you're being sold to. And I the think what you're trying that. to say, Alicia, is... And if, correct, if I'm wrong, is do that with your social media posts too. Correct. As if you were just trying to tell a friend about what you do or, or, or a pitfall to watch out for or whatever it happens to be.
2: That is perfect. Like if you had to go tell your friend about your business at the end, you know, and what you did that day.
0: Make it a Facebook post like that.
2: Yeah. So, you know, and there's certain tones you can have though. And we actually bring our customers through, our clients through a process of getting that tone down because you know, if you are a fine in the financial or legal sector, for instance, you don't necessarily want to sound like the sporting goods store
0: or a humorous tone, even sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: uh, not have, really in much. Have that's you been funny. hit? <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> not much that's funny about personal oh, injury, dreams. family law, and bankruptcy, yeah. but. And that, no, I do, I do encourage our clients to think, and disruptive may be the wrong word because it has like, a like negative connotation. Like I was going to say, I think that's getting thrown
0: around a lot lately, the disruptive right. marketing.
2: But a differentiate, like be a different, just find something that's going to differentiate you when you're posting. So maybe it's not normal for your industry to have like a lot of video content or lives, mm-hmm. then do it if it's different and you're comfortable and, and you're going to be able to be authentic maybe, you know, we, we had Peter Lang on the podcast and I think what was cool and what was a differentiator about his social media strategy was that he's a CPA.
0: Yeah. Which was very cool. But he
2: did Instagram because that's where his audience lives. So it was a differentiator. So don't be afraid to be a little bit you know, again, disruptive is the only. Word. What's it like? Another word? For dis- I, like, I like what
0: you said. Differentiator. Yeah. Be a differentiator. Make yourself look different than others. Right. But don't be afraid to to think a little outside the box.
2: Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Outside yeah. the box, because on social media there are so many businesses and there are so many posts. And like, how do you cut through that noise? Sometimes well, you got to be a little outside the box. And and that's
0: like you said, as long as you're doing it respectfully, mm-hmm. why not? Right. You know, if, if you know, we we've made some. Pretty poor jokes over the over the the, the year and a half we've done with podcasts about certain things, but the reality is, you know, if you're a uh, a funeral home, you're not gonna have something funny on your website. Probably not gonna no. work.
1: That was aimed right at me. I'm the one that took. No, us I've, down that no I've done that
0: too. I've gone down <laughs> there. Both of us have said that before. But the reality is, is we did it lightheartedly to try and explain this is not what you want to do. Right. To right. Explain to you what the wrong way to do something is. Right. A- and the same thing. You know, if you're aiming like, like you just said, a Boston bar, you, mm-hmm. Boston area bar, you're not going to talk about something all straight-laced. You right. know, people aren't going to want to hear, you know, some health official spokesman, of you know. <laughs> know I'm the official that. spokesman, and I think you, <laughs> should, you remember, should
1: come down to the... It reminds me, um, remember the show Cheers? Yes.
2: I did like yours. And
1: so yeah. who did they always make fun of? They always made fun no. of... Uh, no, no, uh, no. not Cliff. No. Cliff uh, uh, Fraser. Well they may Because he came in and all he, he yeah. didn't he was too straight laced for the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. too highbrow. He was gotcha. like yeah. he didn't fit, right? Yeah. But over time he loosened up and over yep. time they, they accepted him. But it was a learning
0: curve on both ends. So hey, we yeah. can learn something from Cheers. Go back and watch Cheers again. Yeah, don't watch. be Fraser.
2: to do. If your don't be a Fraser. Cheers. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, I've been binge watching Frasier lately. It just oh, is it available? I didn't know it's still available. It's on Netflix. Oh, I gotta go back. Right. Now I'm gonna get watching that. Thanks. It's, I mean, it's a little dated, especially when they pull out their cell phones. It's uh, like holy cow! It's the I mid nineties.
2: Not to go on too much of a no bunny Facebook, trail. No Facebook then. Oh not no,
0: to, not to go on too much of a bunny trail. But my favorite Frasier episode is the Valentine's Day episode. Where oh, Niles is trying to get ready for the big he's date. He's trying
1: to iron a pair of pants and, yeah, and, and he ends and, and up setting the couch on fire. And the, the hilarious thing
0: about out. the thing is, there's not a word spoken through the entire, what, eight minutes, I think? Eight or nine minutes.
2: That's great. I'll yeah. show it to you
0: after we're done with this podcast. Yeah, it's, but That's it's good hilarious.
2: Comedy.
0: It's hilarious. But anyway, sorry. Uh, but yeah, you're right don't be a Fraser in a Boston, you know,
2: and it, it cheers. Yeah, it uh,
1: cheers, yeah.
2: You know, it actually brings up a good point, though, because you don't always need words either. You can resonate with your audience with a really good video or a meme or a GIF or is yeah. it something, a GIF, GIF. How do we a say? GIF. Okay. <laughs> it
0: depends who you ask. I think it's, the official word is GIF, but most people call yeah. it a GIF.
2: You can resonate with your audience in different ways. So. <laughs> and sometimes
0: a disruptor, is, to use the word disruptor, and I know you really know, right? we don't yeah. like it, none of us like it, but there's an actual TV commercial that I absolutely hate, but it gets my attention every time I hear it. I see it. I can't say hear it because I see it. Charahoe Furniture, which is a local furniture company, I'm giving oh, you guys, I'm giving you guys free a plug uh, free plug here. But they have a couple of commercials out there that the entire commercial is dead quiet. No voiceover, no music, oh. no nothing. And all they're doing is panning between different Furniture sets that they're selling. Oh. And then at the very end of the commercial, say, they'll say the words Charahoe Furniture and then their tagline, and that's
2: it. And at that point, you're like, what's wrong with but, my TV? Why exactly. is my volume not working? That's
0: why it disrupts because you're sitting there, you're watching, and you're used to the background noise of the TV, and then all of a sudden, dead silence, you're like, did my TV just die? Yeah, yeah. Cool it's, it's white space. Yeah. yeah. So some, don't be afraid of that white space, I guess is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Getting
0: back to what you were saying. Don't I be like afraid that. to just do a photo or a video that may not have <laughs> words to it.
1: Well, yeah. what was the, uh, you mentioned before, the um, fire festival or whatever. They're, oh, yeah. Theirs was just, what, an orange square? Yeah, that was,
2: it is too bad that the fire festival was such a sham because it, literally the marketing was amazing. Yeah. And it shows you the power of marketing, I guess, is mm-hmm. really the story behind it. But they, on Instagram, mm-hmm. the they had no visual... Content. It was literally just Instagram influencers putting up an orange, like I think it was an orange picture block for the day in their feed or on mm-hmm. their grid, and it just said something like f- hashtag Fire Festival, and That's it like it takes. And it got
1: people's attention, caught
2: on, caught on like wildfire,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then burned oh, to the you, ground. I see what you did, do, yeah, fire. and then it burned to
2: the ground hard, but you know that's the thing they did something different and so instead of posting what everybody else was posting they're like hey let's just go with this orange block yeah,
1: like they could have done a shot of some tropical island or yeah. a fancy drink or but it's like no we're going to do something out of the box mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was it was disruptive mm-hmm. you know so and it how, got so, attention
2: so what would be disruptive
0: on facebook <clears throat>
2: Disruptive on Facebook, it could be in a good way. Geez. In a good um,
0: way, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, good, good, good fill in on that one.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to think of something that stopped me in my tracks lately, and I'm not having. Oh, a, I
1: remember. Oh. Well, this I mean, this isn't really disruptive, but you were talking uh, recently about the TJ Maxx billboard mm-hmm. and how they gonna do. Yeah, you could probably explain it better than I can. No, I,
2: no, you I, got it. Go. I'm sorry, so they, and point. they
1: did a great tie in with their social media because they 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 picked one really good photo uh-huh. and of course their logo is very distinctive and they just made sure that it was very consistent between social media and the billboard so when you saw it in the different places you immediately made the connection and they kept it really simple it just said TGMX had this picture of these two ladies with you know very fashionable and then the the general location uh-huh. that's it mm-hmm. That was it. It was very yeah. simple, very straightforward. So
2: you had the same thing going on offline as you did online. online. And a lot of people don't do that. So it kind of like created that like memory jog for me. It was like, oh yeah, I've seen that. Um, I thought of two examples too. So disruptive could be or different could be using a social media a little differently than like how other people are using it. So boomerang is really big on Instagram, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know what boomerang is, you yeah. cheers or something. You don't see that a lot on LinkedIn. However, posting that type of content can now become a little disruptive because it's not that common on LinkedIn. You can still make it appropriate though, like that Taylor Box video that we did. Mm-hmm. That would work on LinkedIn, but you don't see that a lot on LinkedIn.
0: No, you're right. You're right. And, and you know it's interesting because sometimes it's that new thing. Some people, people don't, like you said on LinkedIn, people aren't used to seeing boomerang. And I'd say, I dare say, a lot of the demographic on LinkedIn is not necessarily a group that's going to be on instagram all the time
2: right and you don't want to post a picture of you like cheersing which yeah. that's like the classic instagram boomerang yeah, you yeah. see but if you can make it relative you know related to your business model and make it professional then you can use it and so
0: yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a really cool thing uh, that happened not too long ago with me actually it was this past weekend on on facebook i was working for a client of mine who uh, i'll make this real short because i know we're running out of time here justin's pointing over here but i had a client of mine who um is a contractor and I do photos regularly for his website, Justin. You know who we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And just recently I started offering 360 photos. Now, we've all seen the, the 360 photos that go on in, on uh, Facebook that you can, you know, just by scrolling you can spin around and see the entire room. Right. Well, I did a photo of one of his bathrooms. Yeah. And because it was 360, people don't see a ton of 360 on Facebook. He had We put it up and he texted me back about an hour after we put it up on, on his Facebook page. And a client that he had been in talks with saw the photo and said, I'm going to not only hire you to do the job that you bidded for me, I've also got a couple more things for you to do. Because it was something that caught the person off guard. Beautiful. So that was disruptive, Mm -hmm. but in a good way.
2: Yeah. That is a perfect example.
0: So it was really cool. And so if you want to do 360s, I can give me a call and I'll tell you how to do it. Don't have to hire me, but I'll I'll help you walk you through. You
1: know? <laughs> and it's not holding a camera and spinning around really fast. No, I mean you can <laughs> you
0: can do what what I call a fakie 360 with, yeah. a, with a with a with an iPhone or a regular phone. But this shot was actually done with a 360 camera, so you could see the ceilings and the floor too. Yeah, it's pretty Aww. cool. You
1: showed me some of the stuff you took with it, and it's it's good.
0: Pretty wild. So so yeah, I mean, to me that was disruptive. It was something that people Nobody didn't else normally is really see.
2: Dying,
0: yeah. A lot of people think of it as kind of a I don't know, what do you call it? I, I want to say cliche, not cliche. Um, kitsch, kitschy kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. but the reality is sometimes kitschy is enough. It's just enough for people to go, oh, wait a minute. Different I enough though, to like, get your attention. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it anyway. could be
2: a simple tactic like that, or it could be a whole marketing campaign and yeah. strategy, like, you know, so think outside something.
1: the box. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I guess to wrap it up, uh, the last thing I would say is that if you want engagement on your page, this one is really, in sim- really simple. Engage back with people. Like, don't expect people to like your stuff if you're not liking theirs.
0: I was just going to say, I think right? this, that's the one thing we're to talk about also that we haven't mentioned is uh, the engagement goes both ways. If you're mm-hmm. not engaging back, they're going to lose interest in you real quick.
2: Yep. Absolutely. If they're posting on your page, if they're liking your stuff, if they're leaving comments, it is your job as a social media, you know, being a company on social media Did to engage with them. And that will help you. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm sure that,
0: does that jump your... your uh, Your numbers, so to speak, on the algorithm?
2: Well, I know on Facebook that if you answer messages coming into the page, you get like a little rating now. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that answering questions and just commenting and liking shows Facebook that you're actually using social media as it was intended, and that's to have a conversation with your customers. So I'm I'm sure that helps the algorithm. Well,
0: thank you for all the the, the cool information today. I mean, I'm definitely going to bring back a few things from my business, so...
1: Yeah, no, it was
0: Justin
2: uh, in the corner. He's like, "Yeah, me too." Like, just <laughs> as like,
0: just as like, my head is full. Can I what, stop? When he said,
2: <laughs> "Yeah, sure," <laughs> my
0: head is full. Please stop.
1: I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm able to you know talk with both Alicia and Nicole on a regular basis. So, you know, this is all great information, and I uh, would say hey, you
0: you get your own social media people. So I mean, yeah, you're good I to do. go. I have people, uh, you have people. See, I don't have people, so I have to do it myself. <laughs> We're gonna
1: find you some people, Bill. So, Can I have some people, please?
0: On that note, I think we're at the end of the week. Yep. And end of the podcast for this week, I should say. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials Team.
1: You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content.
2: You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.